This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a law. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. This is Caped Joel from the YouTube channel Caped Joel. And today, we are going to be talking about comic book video games. That's right. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the two titans, if you will, of our generation... It really the is, which is hard to believe. Coming together. Uh, this is the, the video games are the culprit, according to the comic book industry back in the 90s, for why people weren't reading comic books. I remember that was a huge argument that... <laughs> it's, it's still kind of a thing. I remember when, uh, I don't know if it was Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2, it came out close to like the release of a Grand Theft Auto, and they're like, oh, could this possibly impact the box office of the movie? I'm like, no, I'm going to buy the game in the morning, play the shit out of it, and yeah. then come movie time, I'm going to go watch Iron Man, and I'm going to have a great day. Well, yeah, it's also like the 12-year-old... Grand Theft Auto players, I mean, I played it also, not being a 12-year-old, but, like, you know, like, first of all, not all media is created equal, and it's not true. all media is deliberately, con like, just because you're trying to compete with mm -hmm. this budding industry doesn't mean that they are eking into your, like, just because you play video games doesn't mean that you are not gonna watch Iron Man, like, it's true. It's, I know it's 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 such a weird thing where it's like, hey, you know, my game's still going to be there when I get home. Right, exactly. That's the best part about video games is that you could fucking put it down and yeah. get back to it later. A movie, you got to make it's it's a whole experience. You, OK, I you got to make a showtime. Yeah, I gotta know what time it starts. I got to get there a little early. I got to make sure I have food out like beforehand. You, you, you got to go buy the store. You got to go buy your snacks at the corner store and That's then right. smuggle them in, in your jacket because you don't want to pay jacked up concession. It's easily prices. the only reason the five below is still in business over by my my AMC. Like, <laughs> really easily the only way and by the way you walk in and there's just two entire rows of snacks salty chocolate sweet uh and then like retro and they Not know what nice. they're doing it, they might as well put a <laughs> fake movie box office in the front in the front lobby and just say yeah you know just just have at it enjoy That's your right. you enjoy your one and a half dollar gummy bears that are six dollars for the exact same box and these are haribo gummy bears so they're gonna be awesome Oh, yeah, the ones that uh, give you horrible diarrhea. No, those are the sugar-free ones. Haribo is just a great That's brand uh, that makes, for me, the best gummy bears of all time. Yeah, they are pretty nice. I know there's a theater around where I live, and I, I don't want to out where I live, but it's uh, it's an old, like, retro revival theater where they got, like, uh, it's half movie theater and half, like, film museum where they got, like, a bunch of old projectors and everything. Oh, cool. And here's the thing, that place didn't know if it could stay open when the big uh, switchover went from like oh. digital or like from film to digital. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we, we might not be able to do this. Uh, but they eventually did a fundraiser and they kept their doors open. What, what I was trying to say is uh, as it re uh, pertains to snacks, literally because they're like a mom and pop operation and I guess they can't pay for all the distributors and everything. Yeah. Their, their concession stand is just stuff that it looks like they grabbed from the corner store <laughs> and put up there and they're just popping popcorn in the back in a microwave. And I'm like, this is cool. That is cool. I love that. Back when I went to college, uh, I went to a place called Randolph Macon College in Ashland, Virginia. So I spent a lot of time in Richmond and there's a uh, little area in Richmond called Carytown. 
which is just a really fun street full of really awesome shops, like One-Eyed Jack's Gaming Store. Now, nice. long after I've graduated, there is a retro video game store in that block where they're selling mm -hmm. Genesises and not for exorbitant prices. Like, you can get a fucking Sega Genesis with some games for like 30 bucks. It was amazing to see when I came back. But the thing they have there that is the crown jewel of Carrytown for me is the Bird Theater. Spelled with a Y for no reason. <laughs> Because and, bird uh, is the word. It is a literal monument to classic cinema. It is just an old theater that has uh, one screen and, you know, the beautiful marquee on the front, the beautiful, like, they, they have, uh, like, a beautiful sculpted sidewalk, one ticket terror, and when you go in, you're into this beautiful lobby, and there's, there's ornate structures and, Sweet. and you know, uh, statues and marble and, and wood carvings. And they used to have this like claim to fame where they had this like 200-year-old man who knew how to play the organ like a bandit. Oh, nice. And he rose from the middle of the stage. like They had the organ cool. on like a pulley system, so he rose out from under the stage and then played the organ for a while. He took his applause, and then they just lowered him back down like the Wizard of Oz. It was nice. really, really cool. And uh, not only did they have this beautiful theater, but they showed movies that I wanted to see at midnight. They had the midnight, you know, uh, cult movie classics. And that's where I got to see uh, Raiders, nice, Temple nice. of Doom, and Last Crusade, Back to the Future, Mallrats. All uh, great. Just a bunch of fantastic flicks. But seeing Raiders on, the, on a screen that was built in the time period that Raiders is set in <laughs> was something else. And it was just an amazing, I guess experience. it would be so fucking great. But, uh, I love the celebration of movies. The movies, the movie theaters, when I grew up were shit kicker bull crap. Like yeah. it was a cinema 12, which is now a bow tie. And the cinema 12, it was so crappy. They had because pre uh, stadium seating had no idea what that was at the time. <laughs> just all just seats. It might as well just be lawn chairs on a concrete surface, and you just look up at the <laughs> screen, just hoping to get try to, not to hurt your neck. Just hoping, yeah, not to get uh, a neck cramp after two and a half hours. And they didn't give a they didn't give a fuck. That's where I saw South Park for the first time as a kid. Oh, like, wicked! Before the movie came there, before I was allowed to see it. Because they didn't give a shit. We just bought tickets <laughs> for whatever, and they were like, I don't know, but, uh, but just so but, but We ain't going to stop it. You know, it's funny to talk about, you know, classic movie theaters as it pertains to video games, which, yes, chat, we know that. We're the getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> you know, it, it's hilarious that, you know, old movies you can enjoy anytime, any place because there's no ceiling on it. But, you know, if I want to go back and play like an old Genesis game or yeah. if I want to play like an N64 game, that takes a bit of work, doesn't it? Because you actually do need to find a cool retro shop if you didn't keep your stuff in pristine condition. Exactly. Well, or eBay. I remember when eBay mm -hmm. first came out, which is a little dating me, but like when eBay first came out, one of the first purchases I made was a Nintendo Entertainment System in its original nice. box. Just getting it back because I had one and it was just beat to shit. Mostly because, you know... Uh, Outside of blowing into the cartridge, uh, my little method of making the Nintendo work was to just give it a little, <laughs> give it a little love tap right at the top. As you as you can only do to old technology, like all you kids today who grew up in the world of plasma TVs and HDs and everything, you will never know the simple joys and the simple majesty of smacking the shit out of your rabbit ears TV to make it work, and it would do it for some reason. I don't understand the science. I'm not an engineer. No, and it worked. That's the thing. Like it wasn't psychosomatic. Like the blowing into the cartridge. By the way, apparently not only not 
functional, but also hurts the game because your spit gets onto the chips and fucks it up. Apparently, oh, no. the way to do it, if you really want to clean your NES cartridges, you get a Q-tip, Q-tip. you dip it into some uh, rubbing alcohol, and you're done, and it looks amazing. You just you're just peeling away time. You feel like an archaeologist. Like, oh yeah. Oh, there like there are some skin cells of my nine year old self <laughs> in here. You know, just an amazing experience going back and and revisiting that. God forbid you take your PlayStation Four or your Xbox One and you try and smack it to oh make my it. Oh god. Work. Well, like because everything's a disc. So like if you have your Xbox up, right, or or your PS Three, for example, or PS Four now. But like, and you have a corded controller and you pull on it a little bit and it just goes, thunk. you have yeah. to have a miniature panic attack where you're like, everything's broken. Not only yeah. is the disc definitely scratched, but the hard drive probably mm-hmm. like jolted out of its system. I know I lost my Totally fucked. Yeah, it's 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 funny with technology. The further we go, the more fragile things have become. Yeah, despite and how utterly much disposable. Like I keep one of my NESs is in my shed in the back. It's been there for oh, years. Nice. I guarantee you, if I plug it into it, like if I plugged it in now, it would work fine. Back in our day, when things were made to last, yeah. uh, there's actually a great product out there right now. I don't know if it's called like the Retro Force or it's called the Retro something. And basically, oh, it's yeah. a box that you can buy. Oh, you know, a box you can buy totally custom. And it, it's got, like, hookups for all your old games, and you can plug it into your new, like, HDTV or whatever. Yes, I love that. I've seen a couple of versions of, like, the all system, where <laughs> you just plug them all in. They all have the, they have all the slots, all, all the... What an amazing idea. Yeah, what a life. What a world we live in. What a future we could have expected. Uh, I mean, like, the fact is, the future that we are living in, I don't need that box. I got a phone. I got an emulator on here. I can play every Nintendo game, every Sega Genesis game, every any 64 game I've ever not owned for free right here. I Wouldn't can you have with loved? Me. I can play Would... Ocarina of Time while I'm taking a crap. Like, it's an amazing <laughs> world we live in. Wouldn't it be great to travel back in time with your phone and show, like, little you, hey, in the future, you're going to be able to carry around all these games on your phone in a semi-legal emulator kind of way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, um, all right, so speaking of retro video games and retro gaming in general and how it pertains to what we're talking about here, uh, let's talk about some old Retron games. 5, thank you, uh, Amazing Spider, there thank you. you. Um, now, uh, older video, oh, okay, so comic book video games. Uh, comics, I think sooner than movies caught on to the craze of video games and like wanted to jump right in and they did. And I remember for the Nintendo, at least there were a couple of comic book must haves for me. And when I say must haves, I don't mean like I must have them now. I mean, (laughs) I must've had them back then. (laughs) One of them is, uh, people have asked me to mention it just because it's so terrible is the silver surfer video game. Oh God. Unwinnable practically. Well, I mean, completely designed to be unwinnable. For no friggin' reason, and you know what's funny, like, the, when you talk about retro video games, and especially comic book video games, like, you, you can never escape the conversation of this. When they were making Nintendo games, and when they were making Atari games, and, uh, you know, games such as, like, around that time, they didn't have level design, they didn't have game theory, they didn't have anything to refer to, it's why the first games were just electronic versions of games that you played outside like Like, pong like pong like but uh when it came to games like you know what's uh uh, space invaders Mm -hmm. first game where you're like okay i get what this is and it's it's something i can't do outside shoot aliens 
You got um, you got to get your orange Shasta and your all Rush mixtape, right. and you can win that. <laughs> and then maybe your brother can get the last guy for you. God, I love that all Rush mixtape joke. All Rush mixtape. As a Canadian, where Rush is like a national treasure, I love that so much. I'm like, man, if I made mixtapes, I would totally have all Rush right? mixtapes. <laughs> now, uh, somebody mentioned Superman for the Atari. I okay, mm. I played. I did not own an Atari. My parents did not believe in video games <laughs> until a really, really weird period in my life. But like my friend owned an Atari and we had the Spider-Man Atari game and the Superman nice. Atari game. And they were, you know, there was a red pixel for Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like, I, I can't even speak intelligently about it because it was just, it's so outside my wheelhouse. It was already I, 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 I asked the younger fans out there to Google this right now, what we're talking about, yeah. if you don't believe us. Yeah, just look up these images. I was thinking about like having a third window in this and actually showing you some of these things. It would be too complicated. If I, had, like, I I'm, I'm sure the angry video game nerd has covered these at some point. No question. Um, but, uh, but, but, Atari was a little bit before my time. It was already retro by the time I was I was gaming. But this, is, this is too hilarious. I just Googled Spider-Man Atari. It has game footage, an awesome-looking trailer for it from 1982 with Spider-Man and the Green Goblin playing the game. And then right under that, it's like, yeah. hey, would you like the ROM for this game? We can give you the ROM for this game if you would like you it. You can play it right now for free. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it, no. Um, but, uh, but the Silver Surfer game was basically just kind of like, one of those stupid flying games. It was a bullet hell, or I guess what you would call a bullet hell back exactly. then. Exactly. Uh, not a game, has nothing, and maybe like some cool art from a comic book that you immediately recognized that mm -hmm. they just digitized and then put crappy text at the bottom, which is a trend sure you'll find did. for older games. Um, oh, yes. But Silver Surfer sucked, but you know what didn't suck for the NES? The Punisher. Oh, yes, a, that uh, on-rail shooter. Yeah. Yes, the Punisher game that included guest stars from Nick Fury and Spider-Man. Amazing game. Loved the hell out of it. Um, not much to say about it, just the fact that, like, even as far back as, like, 1988, 80, like, they were making comic book video games. Even as far as the 70s, they were making comic book video games. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the Punisher because consistently across the board, he has had some very underrated games. There's all the on rail shooters yep. that you mentioned. There was a great side scroller. I can't remember for what console that was, but it was like, you know, you were the Punisher and you were side scrolling to try and fight the Kingpin. And then when player two jumped in, oh, it was Nick Fury. And yes. then you could punch now, guys. Together. There was a freestanding arcade game and that's the one you're talking about they also made it for yes that was the a, for a system but like there was an arcade punisher game and right it was this just is, called the punisher it was just yeah. called the punisher and it's fucking cool and that's i yes. think a great segue into for me like almost what i have more of an authority to talk about when it comes to comic book video games or my first exposure to them and that's arcade games mm -hmm. uh, this is where the arcade was like having an xbox that you had to pay to go visit <laughs> And exactly. Those yeah, were, and, and you had to always bum rides to get to the arcade. Exactly. Well, uh, my experience at the arcade, we had an arcade at my mall. My mom would have to take me there, which means I never used the arcade at the mall. However, uh, when we would go down the shore, that place is loaded with arcades. And my and all I had to do was just hop on my bike and ride down there and then kick it with the ne'er-do-wells who, who also had negligent parents who didn't care what they were up to for the for like <laughs> 8 to 10 hours a day. It was and the style at the time, you see, the, the age the before a helicopter parent. Exactly. No, they were like, we are have, we're on fucking vacation. How about you get on your bike and go away until it's time to eat? When all yeah, the streetlights come on, you come shit. back. And if you're not back, when you do come back, you'll be beaten. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good times. But uh, but the but the the freestanding arcade games of the time, the Punisher game is something that completely I missed, but discovered maybe a month or so ago. <laughs> Like, legitimately a month or so ago, I was trolling ROMs, and I found that game, and I'm like, this would have been amazing. And I know that because there's another freestanding comic book arcade game that I loved, which was Spider-Man. Uh, the one in which all the side characters are just shitty Avengers. And not I mean shitty <laughs> Avengers now, but like Hawkeye, White Vision, a black cat for some reason. Well, she was the most Spider-Man type supporting mm -hmm. character that they could use. Um, and... No, was it? It wasn't Vision. It was Vision was in Captain America and the Avengers arcade game. Namor was the other it character. Was, I'm looking at the character select screen right now. They don't even call him Namor. He's just Submariner. Sub yeah, uh, loved that game. Yeah, uh, but it was a quarter devourer. Uh, but I still remember, and like I loved it how it would change things. Like, <laughs> oh, would, of course, because that's how you had to build them back then. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to design them like. Once uh, the Simpsons arcade game be finally became available on the Xbox Live arcade, I I bought it the second it came out, and then subsequently beat it in about 30 minutes or less. That game's hard, but with Infinite Continues, you can breeze right through, but you can understand how it's like this, you know, this was just designed to take kids' lunch money. Exactly. I would, like, I'm like, these are, I am in places I was never meant to see. Like, yeah, I was basically. never meant to get to Mr. Burns, yet here I am, and I vanquished you. This Dude, ending that sucks. final Mr. Burns boss fight when he's, like, in a robot and a tank, and, like, that, that whole, the whole story for the Simpsons arcade so game is weird. Because it's, like, you know, sm like, darker-skinned Smithers from season one steals yeah. a diamond. Yeah, they were clearly, they, they were developing, they were developing that game as the show was in its, like, third or fourth episode. Like, that's yeah. how fucked up it is. But uh, but uh, were there any other arcade style comic books like themed video games that you have a particular affinity for? Oh well, yeah. I mean the the Marvel versus Capcoms, uh, or its predecessor, X Men: Children of the Atom. Yes, which we mentioned last week, which what started up this whole thing in the first place. Exactly. Typhoon, 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 whirlwind, berserker barrage. That will will be ingrained in my head forever. And I gotta tell you, this gave my uh, my my fanboy a raging nerd on, which was that they got the voice actor from X-Men, the animated series to play Wolverine in the game. A Canadian actor who also did the voice of Slappy the dummy in Goosebumps. I did not know that. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, the matter Canadian... of fact, I'm pretty sure the whole cast of that X-Men show was Canadian. Oh, they're all, especially Jean Grey and Wolverine. But like Wolverine never sounded more perfect. I know people love Steve Blum. I know people love uh, Hugh Jackman. No. The guy who played Wolverine on the X-Men animated series is definitive. He's got the gruffness. He's also clearly Canadian, and he's not playing it up. He's just like, oh, so what kind of voice do I have to do? They're like, nothing. He's like, all right, I guess that sounds about right. <laughs> like, totally. Smells like a Morlock. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's so... I, I want a direct-to-DVD Marvel, like, R-rated Wolverine like movie with that guy playing Wolverine. Wouldn't that? Was just Wouldn't that be great? I, I I can still remember all the fighters from that game. It was Iceman, Ice Colossus, Storm, uh, Psylocke because Psylocke was big at the time. Psylocke was a great character too. She had great kick action, and mm -hmm. uh, and you never saw her again. <laughs> and uh, Sentinel. Oh, oh. It's uh, that's right. You could play a Sentinel, Omega Red, because again, he was oh, also big at the time. Red, what a cool character to play. The tendrils real. You got great range attacks, but he was also mm -hmm. pretty good at close range. 
Uh, Silver Samurai and probably the coolest Silver Samurai has ever been in anything ever. I think this game tricked me into thinking Silver Samurai was a cool character when he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, it depends on how well he's used. Like, in that video game where it doesn't say anything or have any characterization, he is super awesome. Because he's just a cool outfit and a cool bunch of attacks. And then when you beat a dude, he takes off his helmet and, like, his long samurai hair is blown. And I'm like, dude, you're cool. Yes. Uh, I think you could also be Magneto. Uh, Magneto, Magneto and Juggernaut were in the game, but yeah. they were like the two final bosses. I don't think you actually got to play as them, I, or no, at least I, no, yeah, I know you, on the home console version you couldn't, oh. but then again, I could never beat them. So I don't know. Yeah, no, you could definitely, I think you could be, I, I remember playing as Juggernaut a couple of times and it was the voice from the cartoon show for Juggernaut as well, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, that game made me, it, 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 I was like, oh, oh, we're getting these now. Oh, fuck. Yes. And then they made Marvel superheroes, which was like the next yeah. logical progression where they just pulled the sprites from those. And then they made Iron Man. And of course, like War Machine was a character, which was just reskinned Iron Man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love it when video games do shit like that when it's just reskins. <laughs> I mean, like they did it all the way up to Marvel versus Capcom, like Ultimate 3, Omega, whatever, where uh, like you could legitimately download and DLC the crap out of your characters and it was just like it used to be that maybe they would match the colors with an alternate costume like maybe and that's it but in this like you pick spider-man oh which spider-man would you like to be uh, yeah bag-headed kick me spider-man ben riley suit which ben riley like there's so many options it it's spoiling but also because i remember all the shit that came before it's it's wonderful but marvel versus capcom was the one where i went what are we doing here games like what's going on here like, who asked for the Capcom, ref, like, <laughs> treatment? But I like it. It's a good game, and it's a lot of fun. But, like, why? <laughs> like, why Capcom? Do you know? I have, I have no why idea. Not? What, wh- why not? That's why. Right? I guess so. That makes sense. I mean, hey, you finally get to live all, all those fan fiction moments of, like, having freaking MODOK fight Akuma. Or, like, have uh, freaking Amiteratsu fight Wolverine because... Because the you know they're uh, they're wolves. <laughs> because they're wolves, or That's whatever. Why. Um, is it isn't freaking Shiagorath in one of those? Shiagorath, yes. Uh, he was. I think he was in Marvel superheroes, and I was like, do we have like a? Is there a? Uh, is there a limit to the amount of supervillains we can use? Like, why? <laughs> why did you scrape the the most bottom of the barrel? Out of Shuma- everyone, you got the weird starfish tentacle thing. <laughs> yeah, so bizarre to get Shumagorath. Um, and I don't even know, like, I remember he was supposed to be, I guess he's a Doctor Strange villain? Technically, yeah, that's what I would say. But- well, because you, you also got Dormammu, and you can have, like, Dormammu versus Wesker from Resident Evil, if you right. want. Yes. Uh, I also, I, I thought it was kind of fun just to see Mega Man in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what? All right. We'll do this. Um, there was also, and was that the one with like the infinity gems, and you had to fight Thanos at the end? I think. That's yes, the one. yes, yes, it was. That's cool. And, and you fought his heralds, which were just silver reskins of everyone you fought exactly. so far. And that's fine, I guess. If all of Galactus's heralds were silver, which they're not, it was just one of them that did that. They are now. We're rewriting. Actually, I'm pretty sure Galactus 2 has some bullshit when you fight him. Like, if you don't beat him in X amount of time, I think he just automatically kills you. Oh, he sh- yeah. You If you if you dilly-dally, if you're not doing any attacks, he will definitely just be like, okay, just wall of power raise. Just 
Which I guess by all right makes sense. Like in an actual fight with Galactus, that's how it would go down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but where's my ultimate nuller fire button? Where, right. where, where can I throw that at? <laughs> I threaten to destroy the universe at you. Uh, <laughs> so as far as freestanding arcade games go, those were made the fighting games. Uh, but the one that that I always went back to, the one that I was in love with the most was the X-Men arcade game. Just X-Men. Oh, God, yeah. Which was based they, off of the Pride of the X-Men show. Mm-hmm. You, you know because freaking uh, uh, what's-her-name-is-in-it, Dazzler, Dazzler is in it. Dazzler. Uh, yeah, which I guess they were going to use Kitty Pride, but then they went, ah, fuck it. We'll just make it Dazzler with her Dazzle powers. I, I was lucky. There's like a there's like a sports equipment store. It's a chain out here in Canada. I don't know if you have them out where you are. It's like you know you have your sports store where you can like buy like knee pads and everything, and then they have like a weird off brand Chuck E. Cheese like games and prizes thing off to the side. Okay. And it was in one of those that I first found the X Men arcade game. Nice. And I played the shit out of it, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I still kind of do. Yeah, I love it. I. I... I, that's another thing that I had to buy when it came out and was available for, uh, you know, for the Xbox Live Arcade, whatever. Bought the hell out of it, beat it, and uh, man, the worst part, of course, is that your mutant powers hurt you. Yes. Using your mutant powers hurts, hurts you. you. What the crap? And I, and I, I by the way, no, I know why, because I've beaten that game in 15 minutes with Colossus just... <laughs> <laughs> And then you and then you run out of mutant power and you just throw yourself into a ditch. So you just rah, 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 wah, wah, rah, like you just completely. You, you see, I remember as a kid never getting that. So for the longest time, I could never get past the blob. Like in level two, I think oh he's God. the boss. Nothing moves the blob, and then you just go rah, 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 rah. <laughs> move right through him. Just blow right through him. Well, I loved interrupting any supervillain. Or any villain in a video game when they have a monologue and you can interrupt it by hurting them. Where they'd be like, Pyro will turn your... Like, wait a minute, I was monologuing. Total Incredibles moment there. It's like, oh, did you catch me monologuing? (laughs) I guess I'll just shoot you with my my fire powers. I I like, too, in that game, for some reason, the blob carried around a mace. And that always bugged me when I got... I'm like, the blob never used it. Why does the blob need a mace? Right? He's got his huge body. I don't understand. It's But I guess because it's just so weird. And the video game designers being like, so, wait, his power is he's fat? That's not a power. To the Japanese game designers, who I'm sure have never read an X-Men comic in their life, they're like, what? Like, can we give him a, a weapon or something? Like, what do you want him to have? He's the blob. Like, give him a gun? <laughs> he looks like an oaf or a troll. Give him like one of those one of those troll things. Give him a fantasy mace. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 uh, Sergeant Blue, the Juggernaut had a bazooka. Like why? He would should just hit you with his Juggernaut head. As soon no. as he you know starts going, he can't be stopped. Yeah, exactly. But no, nope. he is his own rocket launcher. Yeah, and but now nah, let's give him a rocket launcher. Can you imagine the Marvel Universe proper being like, oh no, it's the Juggernaut with a bazooka. <laughs> So not only can he not be <laughs> stopped, but he'll also hit us with a bazooka. He's slightly more frightening than he was a minute ago. Exactly. Um, so 
arcade games amazing and then of course they they were able to bring them into our homes when the when the technology finally managed to catch up with us things like the the sega cd or the dreamcast the dreamcast was basically like the arcade machine home version where you could finally Mm -hmm. get marvel vs. capcom 2 uh or you could get crazy taxi or uh or any number of games but uh there were amazing soundtrack amazing soundtrack for crazy taxi but uh i was thinking about the um the the I wanted to pick a Spider-Man game, and I know we talked about the Spider-Man freestanding arcade game. Spider-Man as a character has such a weirdly storied history when it comes to video games. Oh God, yes, some of them really good, some of them really shitty. Yeah, and some of them were only great in this very very narrow window of time. Yep. And and I'm thinking specifically of like the the 2001 Spider-Man game for the PC, where. It was a whole story, and they got the voice actors from the 90s cartoon show to come back and be everybody except for Spider-Man. Uh, and it was, it was all polygons, and it was like an adventure game where you just fought bad guys and collected powers. And, like, the, the, the New York was kind of almost open world. It wasn't quite Spider-Man 2, but it was open world enough for you to, like web swing your way through the city and go to different landmarks and like you go I, to the four freedoms plaza and like the human torture come out it was really cool i i, I think i might have missed that one is that the one where you know uh we're like carnage and doc ock are yes, in it and everything? where they merge and become like carnage doc ock okay cool then i did play that yeah. one that yes that was the first spider-man game i ever played and i thought it was the dopest thing it ever. was the dopest thing and you could also collect costumes by typing in mm-hmm. different spider-man trivia you collected like covers yes it you was could. it was completely fan service but so goddamn but fun. venom shows up in it for a second and like does shtick and like is a fan of the cartoon so i'm like dude it's venom it's the coolest guy ever yeah. until i get older and realize he's not that cool yeah he needs to be flash he, he did the best be shtick cool. where it's like you know spider-man is telling them it's like I, I love that uh like Spider-Man is telling them all his plan. It's like we're gonna do this, this, and this. And Venom has his hand up. He's uh, like, we know, we know. Yeah. Uh uh, so who who stands to to benefit from this uh from this action? I don't know, uh uh Submariner? Like, come on. Like it was funny because they made all these references to the grander universe, but mm. how how sticky, how stupid. Uh, amazing Mysterio fight in that yes. too, because because for some reason Mysterio's running around a- a- as you, and then he gets super tall, and you gotta like beat up on his knees and yeah, everything. Yeah, super cool. Um, then there was the, of course the Ultimate Spider-Man game for like, which the, is uh, really underrated. The GameCube, I loved the crap out of that game. Web swinging has never been great. more yeah. fun in that than in that game. You uh, could race the Human Torch in that game. Yep. Uh, the racing was what killed the game for me. Like when I had to like chase the green goblin i'm like yeah that stuff sucked. i'm out i can't do this anymore it was just such that was garbage. rough but uh but the game itself story was solid because it was written by bendis the art mm-hmm. was really cool because it was designed by bagley and just a total really cool you got to switch game. back and forth between spider-man and venom which was great and venom had his own boss battles you fought wolverine and you fought like silver sable yeah that was really cool now if you're talking about switching between spider-man and venom just quick reference to maximum carnage easily one of my like top favorite games from the, you, for the Sega you play it a lot on the channel played a lot on the channel and it's just a ridiculously hard just ridiculously fun game loved the two different storylines that were going on super cool um just solid just solid all the way through but uh then they made uh, some other games oh go ahead 
just a quick aside while we're on a good Spider-Man games. Mysterio's Menace for the Game Boy. Probably yeah. the best Game Boy Spider-Man they ever made. Easily. No question. Uh, there was another Spider-Man uh, Game Boy game. I think it was just called Spider-Man. I, I think it was, too. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, there was also, for the NES and stuff, there was Spider-Man and the X-Men Arcade's Revenge, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun because you could be, like, Gambit and stuff. That was pretty awesome. Um just but they they were just testing the waters there was that one for the sega cd with kingpin that i think it was just called oh, spider-man yes. and that one was crazy cool and i remember it was also just totally out of my reach because the sega cd was such a more expensive console <laughs> and it was just totally alien but, but, and foreign to but totally worth it though the sega cd oh for all God. that extra you video could, you could play movies and stuff like that was great <laughs> like you could you could not movies on the on the system no the game had movie type cutscenes in it that was really cool how ahead of its time sega was i know and the, well, the Spider -Man... whatever happened to that company oh yeah i don't know i think their their reach exceeded their grasp it was a their uh, i believe it was an icarus-esque experience where uh, they flew a little too close to the sun they they basically invented the xbox before it was time for modems and stuff like yeah, yeah plug your plug your dreamcast into your phone line like no <laughs> but but hey at least we'll always have sonic oh we ruined that 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 brand big time franchise a long time ago <laughs> we had to torch that i mean the best damn sonic game easily has to be either sonic 2 3 or knuckles or some combination thereof um, yeah you peak too early in that series guys it's true two masterpiece three upsets game knuckles I could plug my game into another game and change the last game. Holy shit. Like that was an amazing experience. Mind blowing. Never seen. It's unparalleled. Never seen any kind of game like attempt that feat before. Take something like, Hey, guess what? Here's something you've never seen and you never will again. Fucking amazing. But, uh, what was the, Oh, so, uh, Spider-Man games, super cool or not. Uh, the Spider-Man movie games, people say Spider-Man two, you know, like the movie version is the best game, is the best Spider-Man game ever. The swinging was the best. Swinging was cool, pretty good. but like everything else, like I don't give a shit. Like I also well, hate Tobey. Your Mario. first couple boss fights with Doc Ock were pretty great. Yes. Uh, well, any Doc Ock fight with Spider-Man should be awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, but for me, it'll be Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man is really good. Yeah. Like again, really hard in parts too. Like all those frigging chase and tail missions are chase really and difficult. Tail missions are bullshit. Uh, then there's, of course, Shattered Dimensions, which oh, Dan yes. Slott wrote and worked with he the did. company to make. Uh, it was kind of Spider-Verse before Spider-Verse, wasn't it? Definitely. He's like, you know, I think I could probably take uh, take Spider-Verse and... Uh, <laughs> or I could probably take this video game and actually bring it into the comics. What if the 616 Spider-Man and Spider-Man Noir and Ultimate Spider-Man and all these other characters, what if they could interact with each other and you could switch back and forth? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, in 2099, let's put him in there, too. And let's get all the old voice actors from all the old cartoon shows that I like. Oh, my God, that was so good. So cool. Such, such a great idea amazing game uh it was also guy, an amazing the, attempt where they were like oh four different styles of gaming the guy who voiced uh spider-man in the 90s cartoon is the same guy who voiced prince eric in the little mermaid ain't that weird yes it is but you definitely can hear it although prince eric never swings to the rafters when it comes to uh his 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 voice his vocal chops if you're not familiar with what i'm talking about look up the uh, black costume saga of the spider-man 90s cartoon show and check out the episode where he fights shocker and for no reason 
that guy is, is like just swinging for the fences in terms of acting. Where he's like, <laughs> "Get back here, shocker!" Ah, I remember just like screaming his head off. This going only, for the, it. The only other scene where he does that is when Mary Jane turns into water because it's a it's a Hydro Man clone, and he just he's screaming like he's on fire. It's, it's his Oscar scene. It is. It's, it is. They need to. They need to take that scene, put it on YouTube, and just put like for your consideration underneath it. You know, it's fun. I was lucky enough to get to talk to Josh Keaton, who is the voice of Spider-Man in the Spectacular Spider-Man. Easily for I, me, one of the best voices of Spider-Man ever. I agree. He was also Green Lantern in the sadly ill-fated oh. uh, Green Lantern cartoon. I really wanted to track down the guy from the '90s show and talk to him. Apparently, he doesn't have Twitter. Apparently, he has like no internet presence. That sucks. You know what you should do. You should call Dan Slott, because clearly this, the guy knows him there. Clearly he was able to find him wherever he's yeah, hiding. he also goes to, he used to go to conventions, so. Did he? Yeah, I've seen him on, like, panels, like, talking about the show. Um, That's cool. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Hale, I think, played Cat, uh, Black Cat. That's right, she and, did. Uh, when, I, when I met Jennifer Hale, uh, we chatted about that a little bit. That was pretty cool. Jim was Cummings awesome. was the shocker in that show. Winnie so the Pooh was weird. the shocker. And made no attempt to disguise it in any way. Nah. So bizarre. Every, t every, I've never, Jim Cummings is a, is a consummate voice actor, amazing talent. I can spot him from a mile away. Like I'm on Route 66 and he is a wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man at the end of the road. Like the second he opened, his carriage opened his mouth, hey, it's Jim Cummings in this. Like if I you're always watching do that. The hey, Lion Pete. King and Jer Jeremy Irons is singing Be Prepared and then around the end of the song, he leaves and Jim Cummings takes over and you're like, that's fucking Money of the Pooh. What the yep. hell happened? That's, that's, that's how I love that. Uh, just like, but yeah, Jim Cummings just being shocker. I think he's also in Spectacular Spider-Man. He plays like Mont, uh, the head of the Enforcers. Uh, yeah, well, he's all over the place, but yeah, he plays quite a few different I don't characters. Who he plays in that, but he's, he's everywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, but then they, they did a web of shadows. Yeah. I don't think I played web of shadows. That's the not... one where it's like, you could jump back and forth between red suit and black suit. And it was kind of like, uh, kind of, kind of like the moral choice thing. It was more like a character action game where it was all about combos and keeping your stuff up. Yes. It's not a huge fan of that game, but say love there's one kind of amazing moment in that it's uh, I think it's during a fight with Wolverine yeah. where instead of like fighting you, he like quizzes you on Marvel trivia. <laughs> That's cool. And I can remember playing that. I'm like, ooh, ooh, now it's my time to shine because I know what's up. <laughs> but those questions are all horribly out of date now because I'm pretty sure if I remember, they were all like trivia questions of stuff that was happening at that moment. Oh, of in course. <laughs> Right. Who is dead? Which of these characters has never died? Oh, damn it. Um, but yeah, so, all right, getting getting past Spider-Man. So, like, there are, there are a lot of really, really amazing comic book video games. We were talking about the Punisher earlier, and I know yes. you played the Punisher PS2 game. By God, that one. That needs an HD re-release. And look, Violition, the studio who made that, who would go on to make the Saints Row games, they are playing that currently for a bunch of live streams they were doing. I tweeted at them saying, this needs an HD remake. And you know who else agrees with me? My buddy Jimmy Palmiotti, who wrote the game with Garth Ennis. And oh. then Jimmy Palmiotti, because I tweeted him in, came back and he's like, yes, I agree. <laughs> Agreed. That is really cool. Now let's get Garth Ennis and see his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And Garth I, Ennis would be like, stop bothering me. Yes. He's like, why did I get Twitter? Like, <laughs> um, there's a game that came out in the 90s. It's not based off of any 
particular property. Like it's not a, it's a comic book game in the pure sense. And it was a game for the Genesis called comic zone. Mm, people in the chat were going on about now, that. I yes. played this game. I saw it in wizard magazine. And I was like, this is bizarre. And it was ridiculous. You're basically a comic book artist. That's been pulled into a comic book. <laughs> You're basically playing cool world. <laughs> You're what Rob Liefeld sees when he closes his eyes. Exactly. But you are the coolest comic book artist of all time. You got a ponytail, you got sunglasses and cargo shorts and big shirt. Like it's it's the quintessential 90s video game. You're what the guys at Image saw themselves as. Exactly. You are Rob Liefeld in a Levi's commercial. <laughs> uh, but you can use comic book imagery as your weapons and such a neat idea so ahead of its time and i know there's a huge audience for it but i also know that i don't know anyone personally who has ever played the damn thing and so fun but i could i was like hey you guys want to play comic zone and they're like you and those comic books man could you fucking let it go we're playing legend of zelda (laughs) like you know yeah um but I, I was just like, yeah, Comic Zone. Gotta it, I'm that. looking at it now. I'm pretty sure they did like a like a spiritual successor to it not too long ago. Well, actually, a while ago now, where you played like a superhero dude who had a star on his chest who talked, and like you went through all these different comic-y themed worlds. Like yes. one was a little Sin City, and one was a little like Final Fantasy. I cannot remember for the life I of me. Do what not that remember was what, you, what the name. It might have been Freedom Force, but I don't recall. Uh, but it was it was super fun. Like, I remember what you're talking about. Bizarre, but very, like, very retro, but, like, mm-hmm. very fun. Um, okay, so since we're in the 90s a little bit, we could talk about Superman 64. And <laughs> the most unplayable video game of all time. I mean, everyone talks I, about how it's the worst game I've ever, ever played, but... I, I believe forcing people to play it is a war crime. And yeah. what's even worse about it is that it's connected to our beloved 90s Superman cartoon, which makes yeah, it the worst. That sucks. Like, it's not enough that this show ended prematurely but to tie it to this unfucking playable polygon like vomit is just a just a war crime uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't even think it's really worth talking about just like don't forget like never forget superman 64 it is a disaster never waste your time <laughs> never forget the alamo and never forget superman yep, 64 <laughs> exactly <laughs> um as far it's, as it's a whole game about flying through rings flying is what through it is rings you're just being put through the ringer because when you think of Superman, what do you think of? Oh, easily chase missions and rings, and Guy like and, and a mist that covers any detail in the game. And yet, I wonder. I wonder if you sat a bunch of fans down, what they would say the worst DC comic adaptation is. Would it be that, or would it be Aquaman? Would Battle it be Aquaman? I was like, wow, they played. It. They made an Aquaman game. Download emulator, play. Okay, quit. It's that hook-handed Aquaman 2 from the 90s. That's the one that they thought was never going to go away. Now, Mm -hmm. as far as uh, DC video games go, let's talk... Have you ever played Justice League Task Force? Oh, is that the fighting game they had? It's the fighting game. Briefly. It's no no injustice, God's among us, that's for sure. It is a great prelude to injustice. (laughs) Because it is the 90s version of all the characters... And they're just fighting, and it's just basically a a, a decent ass, uh, but you know, older console like you know maybe sixty four bit console video game where you where you fight your favorite characters, Flash versus Superman. Like that's a fun game, and it's super yeah. cool, and one that was again out of my grasp. There were a bunch of games that I desperately wanted as a kid, and then because I then hit puberty and got 
fucking distracted, completely missed, mm. like the Tick video game or the Spawn video game. game. There was okay, a. See, I played the Spawn video game, Spawn Eternal for the PlayStation One. Oh, the yes, but there's also a Spawn for the Genesis. Oh shit! And that is really? a lot of fun. I played it once on like a Let's Play like Twitch event. And I just, I just kept dying. But it was really fun to play. But the, I never played Spawn Eternal. That's the one where you have no cape and you have an axe instead. And then you could download them. And then you download that version later on Soul Calibur. Yes, there's, there's that. And then there was also Spawn Armageddon for the <sighs> PS2. Yes. Okay. Is that the one where you could rip people's arms off and then beat them with it? Okay. No, I think that was Eternal. Okay. <laughs> the, Eternal was PS1. And like you said, no cape, and it was this weird kind of like almost RPG, like, okay, you're in a fight now, yeah, and, and you got to fight people, and it was really hard to navigate, but like every couple levels you got to switch, like you were Al Simmons spawn, and then you could be like medieval spawn, oh. which is the thing that I could never get past. I could never get past the medieval spawn thing because the game was so freaking dark, you uh -huh. couldn't see anything. Oh, of course. But that. but you did get boss fights against Overkill and the Redeemer and the Violator, oh, so cool. that's um, I'm sure Tremor was also in it, and I have no doubt they could resist to put Sigor in the game somehow. Oh, okay, in uh, in Armageddon, yes, Sigor was most <laughs> definitely a boss. Um, I I was a huge Spawn fan, so I would have loved to play all of those games. I just did not have the access or the or the memory to remember to play them. What what I love too in uh in Spawn Armageddon when you eventually get to the heaven levels it's called Heaven Space Station, <laughs> okay. and it's literally just like the most stereotypical thing of heaven you've ever seen white puffy clouds pearly gates and you're just walking around a spawn with guns. <laughs> it's awesome. the most hilarious. Google it. It's hilarious. I will, I will do more than that. I'll play the damn thing. It's um, pretty funny. There's a game that I think is woefully underrated. It's a game that I that I don't know if I rented it first or I bought it outright, but I loved it and it's amazing and it's so and it's a movie adaptation, but it's easily better, easily better than the movie X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh God, yeah, because you know you know why that was as good as it was because apparently from what I understand that game was already in development when the movie came out. That doesn't surprise me. the The amount of cool shit in that game is unparalleled it takes that Very stupid so. movie plot and then elevates it it ratchets it up to 100 where like you start off and it's an amazing looking fmv and you're in the future and you're fighting like anti-mutant cops mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. like you, and you get all the way up to like the sentinel program you're fighting sentinels you could create new combos in different ways with, with hilarious nicknames for ways to disembowel human beings just and it was actually M for mature, so you could actually cut people the way Wolverine couldn't cut people oh, in the movies. Oh, you slaughtered them. Amazing, perfect. It, I would dare say it's a perfect Wolverine game, a perfect comic book video I, game adaptation. I, I feel the same way about that Punisher game with uh, all the crazy takedowns and executions oh, yeah. you could do. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. They need they need to do a, re a remake of that, or I gotta fucking bring that onto the channel. Plus, uh, I I have my PS2 in the drawer under where I'm sitting right now, <laughs> and I eBayed me a copy of the game. I I just could never get the recording stuff together because the actual recording capture card I have is for the HD systems, not for the analog PS2. Uh, that is so frustrating, man. I I we would do a lot more like console game stuff on this channel, like in some regard, if it were easier to port without buying some asinine capture card. Cause yeah. I'm not going to spend like, I'm not going to invest a whole bunch of money in 
capturing games. We're not really going to play that often. You know Exactly. If you're going to spend the money on it, you better be a professional Let's Player. That better be your job. You better be ready to earn some money back. Yeah, which I'm not going to be doing. <laughs> uh, there's another game that I... Uh, well, okay, look, before I get to that, let's talk about uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. First, oh, yes. A and the X-Men Legends, because they're basically the same game. X-Men Legends, okay, but that's the prelude. That comes out first... It's great and super cool. I played it for a few minutes and hated it because I don't like those style of games. As it turns out, I would think it would be perfect for somebody like me. No, but Tiffany adores X-Men Legends and had like her own stable, stable of characters. She's like, these are oh, my characters. Nice. Iceman is definitely on my team. Um, Th and that was the best part, getting to pick your team. And if you pick the right team, you get like a cool little name thing attached. That to is it. for me. That's like, that's exactly what I kind of want. And it's why uh, Ultimate Alliance and stuff like that did that again, where you could create different teams and they're like new Avengers or like only mutants, like super cool. And I'm like pulling out like, okay, now do the defenders. Now do some like, you know, brotherhood of evil mutants. Yeah. Do the brotherhood. Like, yeah, it, it was very, very cool feature. I, I was really bummed. I can't remember if it was that one or the sequel, the apocalypse one where I only found out later after the fact you could have gotten Sabretooth as DLC. And I'm like, Oh man, I could have had Sabretooth. <laughs> oh um, yeah. The ultimate Alliance game. The first one, those FMVs made me think, well, shit, Marvel, why don't you just make a fucking full CG show or mo or direct a DVD movie? Like, what are you beautiful. doing? Beautiful. Still beautiful by today's standards. Still beautiful by today's standards. Ultimate Alliance 2's FMVs can't even hold a candle. I'm like, what the crap? Like, what I know happened? you fit character. I know you got more characters in, thank you, but the story is just Civil War again. Like, yeah. damn it. Like, I no, I want to take all my characters and fight Dr. Fucking Doom. That's what I want to do. I want to fight Galactus in this game. And so many great teased. boss battles. Yeah, the end, which we never got. Yeah, we the ending we never got. No, thanks a lot. Like, yeah, no, I want to fight Galactus, and this is the only game I'm going to be able to do that. And cooperative. I can bring my fucking friends mm -hmm. in. And we can, I can show them a thing or two, and we could all show our strengths. I'll be like, oh, no, use that character. They're better ranged attacks. You know, like, because <laughs> I know all this crap. Um, amazing, amazing uh, first game, kind of a lackluster second game, but like I almost feel like it was balanced because you got a zillion more characters. It was cool too because if you picked certain characters to go into certain missions, you got ex like special exclusive dialogue that you wouldn't get anywhere else. Like yes. if you took Iceman into a fight against like the Frost Giants from Thor, they'd be like, "Oh, look at this puny man of ice." <laughs> Love those. So good. Um. There's a Telltale game that we need to talk about because for there's me, there's a couple like, Telltale games. Yes. Uh, well, there's a couple that are coming out, but uh, there's a Telltale game that I was addicted to, and not even addicted to playing, addicted to watching people play and play with them, which is The Walking Dead. Oh God, yeah. I mean, like, dude. I have had such a weird history with The Walking Dead from reading the comic and quitting it because I thought it was getting like too dark and depressed it did. <laughs> to being really into the show for the first season, yep. then being really disappointed in season two, then sticking around for like two more seasons before finally like, I don't have time for this anymore. Right. But the games have never disappointed me That's and have right. never made me want to leave. Clementine will remember you said that. Like, just she will. That will haunt your days and, and, and your nightmares. Uh such a great goddamn game and such a great attention to detail. You could, you're just, I'm in it. You know what I mean? They're just, you're just so immersed into the game. And I'm like, holy crap, Telltale can do no wrong. Except when it comes to that Back to the Future game. Which, yeah, which I never played. I, I, okay. The, uh, the attention to detail is spot on and spectacular. 
The fact they got Christopher Lloyd to play to reprise his role as Doc Brown is amazing. Marty, uh, they got a great kid to play Marty, and then they brought Michael J. Fox back anyway to play like an older Marty. Super huh. awesome and amazing. The game is like hell. Is it? Where you're just at one point you're like at the science fair and you're just clicking anything to try and end it. And I was like, I really just, I had to quit, leave, wait a few days, come back. And it was just like, you, it was like you never left. I was just stuck in this, in the, in the, in this pit. And, uh, it, it, like I have, I have PTSD from playing that goddamn game. I eventually did persevere. I'm like, I beat it. And it was not as satisfying as beating like an old school game where like, or an arcade game where you, you know, you've, you, you, you finally slayed the dragon, but like, right. it's just death. Uh, but, but as far as that goes, you know, like if walking dead and the wolf among us are any indicator that Batman game is going to be friggin' awesome. Now telltale, you, yeah. if you're not familiar, is making a Batman game. And that's literally all we know. Like all we know yeah. is telltale Batman. Are you in? And the answer is yes. They are. Is it, a, what else do you need to know? What what else do you need to know? Yeah, well, I'd love to know, like, are you a detective? Are you solving crimes? Are you fighting people? Like, what are you doing? Um, are you actually playing as Batman or you're just playing someone tangentially connected to Batman? Yeah, uh, I, I want to be Batman. you trade off characters every episode like in the Game of Thrones that game? That would be freaking cool. Uh, I would be totally down. Um, you, you know what they do? Instead of, like, having nice response, dick response, neutral response, what they need to do is have that be different eras of Batman, like your Adam West response and your Frank Miller response and your Denny O'Neill response. Now, and then the more the responses you give like that, the more you become those characters. Your costume literally changes. That it's make really your own cool. Batman story. I'd be so on board for that. There's no way they're going to do that. <laughs> and, but, but you know what they are going to do, though? What's that? There's going to come a point, because there's a point like this in just about every Telltale game, where someone's going to be asking you questions and they're going to be life or death important questions, that person's going to be the Riddler and you're going to have to solve actual riddles on the fly. That's really, that's such a great feature. I am so fucked because I can never solve the Riddler's, the Riddler's riddles. Because they're always dumb. They're always really hard. Um, <laughs> why is a raven like a writing desk? I don't know. Why is a... That's just a simple joke. <laughs> you see, that's okay because the Frank Miller response and that will be punch him in the dick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Before he finishes his riddle, punch him in the balls. <laughs> um, Mission accomplished. There, you get a gold star. There's a game that I skipped that I just wanted to talk about really quick. It's going back to like the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Uh, the death of the death and return of Superman. Mm, oh yeah. If was that a thing? It, that was it, a thing. It's fucking fun. And you're all, you get to be all the Superman and you fight Doomsday, and you fight Hank Henshaw, and you fight, like, it's super fun, super stupid, and I remember that they brought it into the Superboy comic, so, like, Superboy was playing it, and that oh, was really wow. cool. I was like, this is this is a cool world I'm living in right now. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It was another side scroll. Yep, you could play as Steel, you could play as the Eradicator, yeah. yeah it was really cool. Um, okay, so we've, we've, we've belayed the point long enough. The Arkham games are easily yes. some of the best prototypes for any superhero game you ever want to play. Uh, they're amazing. At least two or three of them are. Um, the but you know what? There's always some. There's there's always some element that works. I was not expecting much from Arkham Asylum because I played probably four Batman games. Uh, the Batman game for like the what like for the PC. Uh, there was a there was a Batman game, uh, Rise of the Shinzu. You know, oh yeah, which which should have been great because it was 
Yeah, it, it should have been great because it was in the animated continuity. Yep, got everybody, got everybody from the old show back to play those characters. There's a Batman animated series, uh, like the Sega CD game. Uh, there's also the movie tie-ins, Batman, Batman Returns, uh, you know, Batman Forever, fucking terrible. Uh, Batman Vengeance, which was also terrible. Uh, but like Dark Tomorrow, Dark which is Tomorrow. also. Bad. But like, but, like, that's the thing people don't know about Batman. He had a lot of terrible games in a row. You think, Batman, one of the greatest comic characters ever. Surely he'll lend himself to a good game. Not for many years. No, it took them a long time to figure out how to make that freaking thing work. And yeah, like, it's weird from a game design standpoint. It's like, wait, so he's a ninja, but he's also the best fighter in the world, and he has all these gadgets. Yeah. I don't know. And he's a detective. Oh, damn it. How about he just punches people? Like, uh, but finally they make uh, Arkham Asylum. A game that lets you do it all. You do it all and infinitely more. You actually get to do pretty much every element. And of course, Paul Dini wrote it. So you know it's good. So you know the guy knew and gets the character and is like, well, you need to be able to do this, this, and this. And you got Kevin Conroy to voice it, so you know it's good. And you got Mark Hamill, so you know it's exactly. good. Exactly. Everything was working. Everything was firing on all cylinders. And they're just like, hey, get ready for some shit. And they didn't now, blow their wad. Like they, they say they withheld some villains, but they used some others or they hinted at others. Amazing. Amazing. You, you, you could argue the first one was the highest point. Then it was kind of yeah, from there. I, mean, I, I was, I mean, of course, like everybody else, I could not wait for Arkham city and bought it first day. I know I did. First day, so fucking fun to play. Uh, literally making it, Oh, it's Arkham Asylum, but it's bigger. Yeah. That's what I want. I want just yeah. that. You can go um, visit the calendar man every day and he'll say shit. And he'll say different shit. Uh, you visit him on Christmas. Hold on, every, hold on, family. Shut up. I got to go visit the calendar man. Yeah, really. Uh, it's but, a special thing exactly. that I can only do today. But, uh, but, and Orlean, and then the last voice debut, or the, 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 the swan song of Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. That was the last version. That's right. That was. And then it was Tara Strong was forever Tara after. Forever. Makes me sad. Um, like I love Tara Strong, she does a good job. Does. She's good in everything. But Arlene Sorkin was my first, though. She was Harley Quinn. She was literally the basis for Harley. Quinn. Paul Dini based it on her when they were driving to work, and that's why she voiced the character. Exactly, just perfect. Um, but Tara Strong does a nice job, and all the other people who have done Harley over the years have have, have brought their own element good. to it that makes it fun. But Margot Robbie's going to be doing her own thing in the movie soon. So who knows? I'm sure it'll be huge. No, uh, by the way, uh, Harley Sorkin did not die. She just stopped doing the character. <laughs> which, which is sad. I mean, although to be fair, I mean, Mark Hamill stopped doing the character too. He's just coming back for one more thing. Yes. Now that said, Arkham City, being, knowing that Mark Hamill was, was done doing the character and having that ending, holy shit. What a solid but, but, goddamn ending. But comics got a comic book, so we had needed to have the cash grab sequel prequel yeah. with Origins, where they got, uh, who's the guy they got to replace uh, him? That was the guy who played Booker DeWitt. Uh, and uh, no, Pagan no, Mim. Nolan no uh, North? I don't remember his name. No, Nolan North is the other guy. It was Deadpool, right? <laughs> yeah, N Nolan North is Deadpool Troy and Baker. Superboy. But Troy you. Baker. Who, don't get me, Troy Baker is amazing in his own right and yeah. everything, and he does a perfect Hamill impression, but he's not Mark Hamill. But he's not Mark Hamill. He does an okay job, but you can hear not Mark Hamill in that voice. Um, he, he apes it perfectly fine, but you can tell the difference. It's, I can't believe it's not Mark Hamill. Exactly. Um, then, so we got uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum, which is amazing. Arkham yes. City, which I think is on par. It's pretty much it's as awesome. 
I, I think it kind of like again, it's great. It is on par. I think its biggest problems come in at the end, where they're like, okay, well, we need Doctor, uh, you know, we oh. need Strange, and we need Rachel Ghoul, and we also need a Joker fight, and we need this. It's like, ah, oh, you guys did too much at the end. They did too much because I think they were like not sure if they were gonna do any more. Um, and for me, because like they made Night, I don't have a next gen console, so I still have not played Dark of Night. Which, I have not played it either, but for amazing. different reasons. I haven't played it either because I got really icked out and grossed out by their money-grubbing DLC oh, uh, yeah. rollout that they were doing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to buy it now. And in a year when you release the complete definitive collection, I'll buy that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and also, too, apparently the game was broken as shit yeah, on PC. That's right. Once I heard it was busted, I'm like, okay, I'm not in any rush. Um, Same here. But uh, I, I did not care for Origins too much. It was just like, all right, well, whatever. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's back that I want to see. Now, it's it's funny. You know, Origins is Origins, and it has a lot of problems. But by God, were there some great redesigns in that. I love how Bane looks in those games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like the, the roided out, like... He's just he, he's like the Hulk in a mask. Oh no 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 no! Not the tank monster version oh, no, from the other. Like I'm the... talking like Arkham Origins when he actually looks like Where he a looks human like being. a human being. Yeah, no, that's that's a cool design. When he's just a big, tough, charismatic militia leader, I'm like, thank you. Where's that version? Yes, that's cool. But um, Bane's been in such a weird place because they're like, oh well, Dark Knight Rises is coming out. Make him wear the shirt from the movies. Oh, but the Arkham games are big. Put the big dumb tank on him too. <laughs> yeah, do yeah, just just take two incongruous things and slap them together and, and, and make him wear the coat too. Yeah, the coat that he. Oh, time to go mobile. Um, remember just, the remember the iconic coat, everyone. Bane's yes, iconic Bane's coat that we'll remember forever. Coat. The night I believe it was featured on the cover of the of of the of the breaking of the Bat issue of Nightfall. Uh, but but yeah, no. I love how they overthought that character. It's like, well, he needs this stuff, and he needs a bunch of straps, and uh, I guess an iconic coat, maybe. Yeah, maybe a coat. I don't know. Um, but... Bane is great because he's simple. He's a luchador in a black tank. Top. Exactly. Like I don't understand why how hard that is to like. It was like when they redesigned everybody for the uh, Batman season four animated series, and they're like, okay, so we had the Bane costume from the comic. How about instead we make him like a like like a like an S and M bondage type character? Ah, uh, like a leather sex freak. Like, see, see, and the funny doing? thing about that costume is it only looked good in Over the Edge. It sucked everywhere else they used it. Yeah, in Over the Edge because you're like, what am I even looking at? That's a weird decision but he's that way everywhere and you're like damn it that looks so stupid it's so weird which which, which i love over the edge because he's got those cracked fucked up teeth and he's got the spiky collar and he's yeah. like you know give your dear daughter a kiss for me which they didn't change the voice actor it was the same guy it was henry silva that voice I, I don't think henry silva did a better performance of bane than in over the edge oh he was he was owning it he was owning the whole thing because i think he knew we're we're done we're not i'm not bane anymore we're we're in the show um, but for me, uh, I was so excited when Harley's revenge came out for Arkham city mm. because it, for me, for me, I was like, Oh, this is what we're going to do now where Arkham city is the, is the bedrock and all sequels will we're just be gonna keep adding on to it. Just add element, just add levels, just add like, and then two face does something, just refill the city with people and make the DLC 10 bucks. And you roll out a different DLC every other year, or every Wouldn't year. Wouldn't that have been nice. And that's the game. You bought the game. It's the bedrock. And now you just keep buying different things. And then you do a Rachel Ghoul thing. And like, you do a fucking like Mad Hatter full episode. Like you just, and, and they're just like full story arcs. Fucking awesome didn't do it harley's revenge was not as good as advertised and it doesn't and, and, and of course i think after it didn't do as successfully they were like yeah we're not gonna do that yeah fuck that now nah, you know let's well, just roll out with a totally different game and, 
and again to the game industry just being the way game industry is it's like no we we need a new one for christmas next year yeah and and we need to have a car in it and 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 we'll make that two-thirds of the game like no man man the batmobile was such a monkey's paw of a thing because fans complain non-stop it's like well when are we gonna get to drive the batmobile yeah but when's the batmobile section they're like fine the next one's gonna be nothing but batmobile so hard because i was like i i didn't miss it at all in any Neither did us. I was I'm flying across the fucking city. I'm grappling off gargoyles and soaring across the thing. I'm creating combos where I'm jumping out of places and I'm I'm, I'm ten feet in the air. I'm jumping off the the tallest goddamn buildings in Gotham City. Who needs the fucking Batmobile when I'm goddamn Batman flying around? Like, oh, a cool car? Fine. Alright, you want your cool car? Put it in the fucking Batmobile or in a Batcave level. You know, maybe he needs to get someplace faster that he can pro- that he can easily get. But then you make that a challenge too. Like, you know what? I bet I could grapple faster than the Batmobile could. And you just try, you know, make it some stupid optional timed tail chasing level and see what happens. But no, they'll just make two thirds of the game. Yeah, make, make make it a segment. Yeah, don't don't make it all about it. No, don't make it all about your stupid tank. Nobody cares. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as the Arkham games go, like that gives us hope that there could be even more. Like there could be more games like that. And, and now that they're essentially more or less done with the Arkham series, that publisher is free to do anything else they want. Now, what would you like to see them tackle next? I want them to do a Spider-Man game. That I want, would be cool. I want Spider. I want literally Arkham. I've said this a couple times, but it bears repeating because maybe they'll do it if I say it enough and enough people like it. But I want Arkham City or Arkham Asylum. Just it's a it's a rat, but it's the raft from you know Marvel, where it's like a a a, a super max prison off the coast of Manhattan, and Spider Man's there, or there or Spider Man's swinging across the city, and you do like a little scene where a helicopter. It's literally New Avengers, but without the Avengers. It's just a helicopter's coming by. Spider Man like webs onto it to get to the to the explosion. You do the electro blast through the raft like of it course. was in New Avengers number one. Spider Man gets there. He's the only superhero who can stop it. And, and he's got to fight all his old villains. And he who goes, were in there. he goes into the in, into the raft, and he's got to fight through the villains and like certain element, certain levels or certain. Uh, cells get broken open or some of the, some characters set other characters free, but it's literally the same thing where you got to explore and go through ducts and hide and, and jump out. And like, you don't really get this web swing too, too much because there's not a lot of things to, to mm-hmm. web swing from, but just like you don't get really a Batmobile, like it's okay. You can use your webbing for everything else. Um, and occasionally you can go outside and when you go outside, you see that like Galactus is attacking the city <laughs> and you see all the heroes like attacking them. And occasionally like for at a certain point in the game, Galactus like swats at the human torch and he knocks a fragment of the Baxter building and it lands into the raft so that you have now created a new level full of gadgets and shit that Spider-Man can then use to up his game. You've given this a lot of thought. Oh yeah. I fucking, I was, I was literally writing it as I'm playing through Arkham, like asylum the first time. Like if I was Spider-Man, I'd be, and like Spider-Man shattered dimensions almost does that with noir where he's like hiding. And it's literally just Batman Arkham city. It is. It Uh, is. But, but I want it to go further where you're just, and you can, and you know, you input different codes and you get different Spider-Man suits, you know, the more you play and, like, and you know what, because Spider-Man has superpowers and super strength in his own, right. Yeah. You could actually have him getting into a good, honest punch fight 
with some bosses, unlike in most of the Arkham games where it's like, well, how does Batman not beat him in one punch? I mean, you could do a scene where Purple Man escapes and he tries to, and he manipulates Spider-Man into doing what he wants. And then you go into Spider-Man's head and he's fighting through his villains and Uncle Ben is the is the tether that will get him to break the concentration from Purple Aww. Man. Like, the, you, you, it writes itself and it would be fucking great. Um, and... You know, just go do that. Just do it. And then and then milk it and then ruin it and get another third party studio to do the fucking third sequel and then just destroy it. Like, because then it could just yeah. be Marvel Universe. Uh another game that I'm pitching, by the way, uh if we're since we're we'll do that and then we'll wrap up, is like I'll 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 of course throw it to you. I want you to pitch a game as well. But like uh Lego owns the Marvel and uh, and DC characters. They do. Uh where the fuck is our Marvel DC Universe Lego. Oh, you, you know they're working on I that. I mean, like, I would think that they don't even have to because they have all the sprites and shit. Just throw them all in. Uh, that's a game that will, like, how did how much did Lego Marvel Super Heroes make? Well, how a much lot. did DC Heroes make? Uh, a fair amount. Add them together and there's your game. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it seems like such a no-brainer. It's like, do you like money? Do you like success? Right? Yeah. Uh, that's That's a game that I feel like is a no-brainer and I feel like the because they have those um those those properties in their like already and no one's gonna tell them don't do it like like mm -hmm. or no one's gonna tell no one's gonna take them away from them so it's like i feel like lego has enough clout where they could just say oh by the way we're gonna be doing this and they're like mm -hmm. well but we're they're our most distinguished competition we hate them and it's like well if you but don't you love money if you want to make lego games then you'll just let me do this shit yeah you know, that'd be fucking great. Uh, but yeah, those are, those are the two games that I'm the most excited to see. Um, as far as video I, I would play as, both of those as far as comic book video games go. Um, I did see one time I saw a X-Men mod on an unreal tournament, oh. which was hilarious. It was weird. And I didn't, I was like, this is cool. And then it was not cool. Cause you're like, <laughs> how far can a first person shooter X-Men game go? Man, X-Men's had some terrible games, too. Remember X-Men Destiny, a game so bad it killed the company that made it? It killed Silicon Knights. Yes, and by the way, like, cool concept, and apparently it was really good. I never even played the damn thing because I didn't even get a chance to, but you make, it was your, own, cool in concept. You make your own mutant. Like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Anyway. C couldn't do nothing with it, sadly. <laughs> no, no, and yeah, and then the studio was dead, and they were like, yeah, we're not doing that again. No, another Canadian company, A, that went under. <laughs> But uh, but what what are you looking what are you looking to see what do you want to buy? Oh, well, you know you did two pitches, so I'll do two pitches yeah. too. Obviously, huge Green Arrow fan. I would love to see them do something with him for a couple of reasons. One, because the show, even though I don't like it, is huge. So I'm surprised they haven't tried some sort of video game synergy. Agreed. The other thing is, man, I don't know how many modern games you played a couple of years ago, but archery was everywhere. There was archery in the new Tomb Raider. Yep. There was Far archery Cry. in Far Cry. Thank you. There was archery in Assassin's Creed. I'm like, man, all these games with archery and you can't give a game to like one of the most famous comic book archers of all time. Right? You hell? can't make nothing happen. And a Green Arrow game, I think, would sell better than a Hawkeye game. So absolutely. Like that's an, I, that's a no brainer. I can see the tutorial level now. You wash up on the island from your booze cruise and you literally got to jump around and learn and put all your shit together. Yeah, that's exactly what I would. There's your tutorial. Uh, my other pitch I had, uh, and again, I'm surprised they haven't tried to do something like this. We don't see a lot of movie tie-ins anymore to comic stuff, and maybe no, that's true. good because they've all been terrible, like Green Lantern and Thor and everything. Yeah, agreed. They've all been awful, but man, I would love 
a like four to five person co-op left for dead borderland style game done with the suicide squad characters <sighs> that'd be cool where you kill guys with your friends and then you get to do your special power. Yep. Like with Deadshot, you'll like headshot a million people and Harley Quinn will pull out a big mallet and Captain <laughs> Boomerang will have like electric boomerangs. Right, I mean like that's the that's such a woefully underutilized element of gaming in general, the the, the cooperative aspect. Now I know like dumb. every game most having co-op. Yeah, across the fucking like ocean to get to somebody else but like where's my couch co-op where's my couch co-op where's my friend or at least like locals i mean even a system link but i can't even like i can't even system link half my halo games like what the crap like i i, I love the idea of playing up a, a, a couch co-op like heck that new game that's coming out the division from ubisoft where it's like you know post a horrible virus in new york and you know you're playing a bunch of like scruffy military dudes who are going in looking for loot and everything i'm like now see why couldn't this have been a suicide squad game why couldn't one of those scruffy military dudes have been dead shot right that would be really cool and then like all the bosses and all the elite guys are like freaking i don't know like flag smasher or something right yeah <laughs> that'd be really cool i love that Nice. Well, there you go. We just pitched two, four amazing games that we'll probably never see. <laughs> so, so, someone please take these ideas and give us money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even need the money. I just, I'll, I will buy full price that Spider-Man game. If you just make the damn thing <laughs> you just exactly make it. as I described it. Don't, don't take an element. Don't make it like a, no, no, no. There's a level like that in Shatter's Dimension. That's a level. No, knowing like, the modern game industry. Okay. We made it, but it's going to be episodic and you can pay for DLC. Yeah. Eat a dick. No, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> Did you hear they're going to do that with Hitman now? From like, oh yeah, it's going to be a big full game. It's another reboot. Don't pay attention to the last reboot we did. Okay, well now now it's going to be episodic. Oh, great. Yeah. I think the idea of making episodic games has merit. I think that... Oh, I think so too. When you're telltale just... and when you're like, life is strange and when you're trying to tell a story and everything. Yes, if you have a true story to tell and you're doing that and you're using the technology at your disposal, like... That's fucking cool, but when you're not just, for like a triple A thing. No, when you're just like splitting the game into to like, make more money, and and you're not even really done with it. You're like we're uh, we know that's the thing. Like I I don't I don't get like lying in a, in major industries at this point because it's like we all know. And the internet will find out if they don't. Yeah, and there are lunatics who are going out of their way to find this information just to fact check you. Yeah. Just so they can be the scoop that has the information. And then they find out that you're just a bunch of liars. You know, it just, yeah. it's, it drives me nuts. Because it's, oh, yeah. it's just a complete refusal to acknowledge what's already there. It's like when people totally. say, you know, it, it's like when uh, when a dying industry just refuses to get in bed with the next industry. Because they're mm -hmm. just like, I don't want to do that. They're ruining everything. Like, what? <laughs> everything, but you'll be out of a fucking job unless you get in bed with these people. Like, just, just oh, yeah. accept it. Embrace change, as it were. I can't change is scary. <laughs> Fair enough. But, uh, you know, what's scarier is living out of your car, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so there you have it, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, this was Elseworlds exchange on comic book video games. I hope you, you enjoyed it. If you want to hear Joel and I chat about other topics, please tweet us at the DVD grouch and at Sal says what using the hashtag Elseworlds exchange. We use it when we're tweeting out the show, use it when you're tweeting at us ideas and suggestions. We'd love to hear them. And Hey, if you want to, you want to listen to the Elseworlds exchange, but you don't have the time to watch it or you just are, you're in your car. You can go to iTunes and type in Elseworlds exchange. 
exchange. And guess what? You're going to find these two plucky bastards over there on the pods casting it up. Uh, if I can get the next couple episodes freaking loaded, I don't know what's going on, but at least the first episode's uh, 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 up. <laughs> iTunes is hard, everyone, in case you're wondering. But once we get that working, you can listen to us when you're out mowing lawns or when you have to go visit your family, but you don't really want to pay attention. So you can just plug right in and you can listen to us. I don't know what it is about people who who, who are like really on who are really anti-podcasting but they're totally okay with you listening to music you know like uh, if you're just sitting in the like if you're on a plane or in a train or you're just like trying to ignore people you're at the dmv and you got your, your shit in if you're like who oh we listen to a podcast oh cool and we can talk because you're just listening to people talk well that's basically what i'm doing but if it's like almost in music it's like oh excuse me you're an ex you're, an, you're having a sacred experience i know right um, and by the way, we're doing this through my server. So, uh, we, you know, we're not, it, it's, it will only be available through iTunes and I'm working with Stitcher to try and get it for you Android users. Um, I'm not putting it on SoundCloud because I got to pay a monthly effing fee to use it. So no, I'm not going to pay to do that. I'm I didn't sorry. even know that was the case. Yeah. You got to, well, I mean like I could put up like one episode, but uh, they also have to be like small like small file size and it's just and, the, and these aren't going to be small shows No, they're like 80 megs it's great like forget it we talk a lot yeah we do it's it's a they're <laughs> long shows they're at least an hour long you're getting a damn crap load of content ladies and gentlemen so please and you your know. money's worth and then some that's right. for the show you don't pay for <laughs> yeah um i like soundcloud as well i was actually my my whole plan I, there's a there's a soundcloud for comic pop if you go to soundcloud type in comic pop we're there we have like a couple things available um it's just impossible to to to. It, they'll replace things you loaded because they're like, oh, you wanted something up. Here it is. Oh, where's the last thing? It's gone. <laughs> so that's also why we created uh, comicpop.bandcamp.com. It's where all ah. of our it's where all of our comic commentaries have gone. And, there uh, you go. Eventually, we'll probably throw those on iTunes as well. But for now, if you go to comicpop.bandcamp.com, by the way, every link that you need is in the description box below these videos. But if you go to there, you'll find our audio commentaries for Spider-Man and his amazing friends in the X-Men animated series. And nice. And, oh, and uh, trans uh, Transformers is not there because I have to like break a certain amount of sales, and then they'll unlock a like podcast length or something. It's bullshit. Uh, wow. Our Transformers Age of Extinction is on this channel. Just type in Transformers Comic Pop and you'll get us. And it's Oh, you guys actually watched Age of Extinction. Oh, we did a whole commentary about it because we didn't. I'm we, sorry. We had never seen it. And so we went, we red boxed it and just said, when I went, wait, you know what? Let's just throw it on the commentary and we'll see how it sounds. And easily, I, I've never laughed harder than when we were like actively watching slash making fun of <laughs> transformers 4 it's it's really the only thing to do it's the only way you can do it i couldn't wait for the best part of the whole movie is just stanley tucci going oh my god <laughs> couldn't wait for that scene that's why if you watch the video the only image is of stanley tucci screaming oh my god <laughs> fucking garbage anyway was there a, was there a moment where you're like it's coming it's coming it's coming yes up. we were like oh they're, they're in the car here it comes and then we thought it was happening and then it didn't happen we went oh and then it happened <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we just cheered. It was it was amazing. Anyway, uh, we will see you guys next week with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Once again, if you want to see these topics, if you like, we we don't necessarily talk about comics, but I noticed that that gets the most traction. So we'll try to do some kind of spin on them. But in the mo for the most part, it's just whatever Joel and I feel like chatting about. But if you're interested in our opinion about one thing or the other, tweet us at the DVD Grouch and Sal says what using the hashtag Elseworlds yeah. Exchange. And and we'll try and make it happen. Seriously. Uh, Joel, what's happening on Cape Joel that we can tell them about? 
Oh, man, a lot is happening on Cape Joel right now. Uh, for new weekly comic reviews, you can go check that out. I got uh, the brand new Batman number 48. I got that up and reviewed. Probably when I'm done here, I'm going to attempt to upload my Suicide Squad breakdown either now or in the next couple hours. I talked for 13 minutes about that, so that's fun. Nice. I'm, I'm also experimenting with a news show. I did the Cape News Roundup where I literally got a little news graphic and put generic news music behind me while I talked about like the just Justice League roster and the oh, Punisher cool. Netflix show. Nice. So, so check that out and tell me what you think, guys. I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not. It's it's a busy week. I still got to review Flash and everything because all the new TV shows came back as well. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And uh, tomorrow, stay tuned for back issues. We're doing the original Marvel superhero contest of champions from 1982. Cool. The second oldest story that we've done on back issues. The first one being <laughs> the original Clone Saga from the 70s nice but uh yeah and uh also if you guys are fans of dramatic comics you should check out our new show dramatic comics where we basically do like a radio drama using the original art from the original story and uh per and perform the scene uh this uh this upcoming week is going to be the night when stacy died oh that's very dramatic yeah yeah it's overly dramatic it's mellow dramatic you might say <laughs> you could say yeah uh, i'm trying to pick the perfect music to uh to make that work nice but uh we'll see you guys next time thank you guys so much for watching and joel thank you for joining me as always always a pleasure see you next time guys so long